Welcome to Girl Talk with Aisha MD, where we talk about everything concerning the today's women and what she needs to flourish, be it in finances, health, beauty, and everything vagina. Let's get to it. Hello, welcome to Girl Talk with Aisha MD. I am your host, Dr. Aisha. Today, I want to talk about something that has been ruminating on, or let's say, in my mind for a while now. It's talking about the issue of rape. And before now, I was, you know, I wanted to come from it, I wanted to give it a fresh angle, like talk about something different, like give really go deep and see how much, like, why do I actually care? about talking about rape am i not do i just want to drone on and on about rape is bad why are men raping girls and all of that today i will dive more and talk about a little bit of history rape across the world rape culture across the world rape in history and then also talk about the role of pornography in rape yes girls we are going to go deep dive into porn today because like it or not these things play a role in in men's perception of women and also media you know things we consume on television how you know it shapes our minds and shapes the minds of men and women towards the opposite sex so so as not to you know waste too much of your time let's get into it so what's rape you know so many definitions out there but usually involves sexual intercourse or penetration you know one part of someone's body going into the other person's body penis hand mouth tongue you know legs vagina so far as you are invading someone's privacy without consent or with some form of coercion or abuse of authority or statutory rape which is you know doing this to someone who is legally incapable of giving you a valid consent then it's regarded as rape you know rape historically there's um that is known as when people even in the bible when when people win wars they would um rape and pillage rape and pillage you know what it means is the women have always been like the spoils of war when men when men of opposite um towns fight the women are taken as you know um how do i put it awards trophies and then if you no know, regardless of whether the person is someone else's wife or daughter you know they throw out the ability of a woman's you know the ability of a woman to choose and consent to that form of intercourse and the women are raped, the children are turned into child, you know, child workers or orphan workers. And this this is a particular type of rape called war rape, which I'll talk about later on in the podcast. So, like, and then there's, let's even go back to, you know, white history, Mediterranean history, where in Greek and Roman times, where people actually have stone carvings marble carvings of rape scenarios and certain rape you know prominent women in history being raped 
like um, a popular statue in Rome, the rape um, that is depicting the rape of Pro Proserpina. And, you know, that's quite striking, the fact that such art is still being, is still, you know, centrally and giving that much, um, how I put it, attention, like people are, it's, it's fine art and people are holding it, it's priceless and they are, but then the, the fact that the art itself is, is the rape of a woman, <laughs> I feel that modern times would have found a way to kind of de defame such you know art even if it is centuries old you know so and then i was looking at a recent um indices online about how rape data across the world and how rape is perceived and you know people convicted rapists how is it like in, in different societies and that it was a a pictorial colored map where it's it was a range of warm colors from white yellow to as dark as deep maroon and um white and light yellow depicted um countries where rape is you know incidence and you know persecution uh, incidence is low and persecution is high to countries where it is it is a problem like is a major societal problem they can't get out of it it is endemic it is as it is as endemic as malaria like you can literally be walking at the, at, 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 walking on the street and get raped and nigeria happened to be like let's say in the in, in like second to the worst like if 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 red was endemic nigeria was orange or nigeria is orange meaning that rape is a major problem it's a say lrw skill 11 rape is a major problem in our country and this is the 2018 statistics like this was just done two years ago and you know it was uh, recent this year alone people have cried out uh, on rape about how so many cases are coming up the girl the girl children that the cases came out recently that were raped up north the the one girl that was raped by um is it 14 i'd be 70. there were so many cases um the three-month-old baby that was you know mutilated um you know was was abused by a middle-aged man and so many other negative mind but as in, these things are draining on mental energy when you come to think of it alone and then it just wanted to just going on and just processing that thought to just say like okay so I, I did a little bit of research to try and find out like so rape huh what are the different types of rape that are out there before i actually get to the role of media and why this why and what i'm actually talking about and the point i'm really trying to drive home you know there's date rape where people you know spy people's drug and you know rape them a lot of it has to do with you know a lot of these celebrity rape cases that are out there gang rape you know that in a country like papua new guinea the um, it's actually a it's actually a pun um, a, a way of punishment for women to undergo gang rape if like if a woman can be raped as part of a punishment for committing a crime in society and it's sanctioned as in it's is allowed by the elders of that community um 
you know and then there's marital rape even like and marital rape is like one of the reasons one of is also a cause of domestic you know intimate partner violence and you know ancestral rape between siblings child sexual rape or uh, child sexual abuse then there's prison rape and a prison rape um you know has a lot of homo um how do i put it um same sex a lot of same sex rape where men who have not previously or do not have interests in same-sex relationships are forced because of the limited or um, lack of you know when um, men are not allowed conjugal visits um bullies in the in the jail cell um you know force other male other male inmates to have sexual intercourse with them and then acquaintance rape this is the rape that is done by you know family members that uncle that pervy uncle in in the family that brother's friend or that auntie that female teacher that class teacher um you know all these subtle 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 people that you would think are supposed to protect and be in a place of authority to assist but actually end up preying on on you know the younger or or the other individual who is not who is, who is not coming from a place of you know as much strength as you as the perpetrator is and then there's war rape so when talking about war rape i it can't it, it um it reminds me of one particular article i read recently on comfort women so during the world war ii in japan the estimated 80,000 women that were forced or coerced or like they actually set up stations like legit places for women for these soldiers to come as with the expansion of the of the Japan or the Japanese um, military for soldiers to come there have sex with women and 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 most of these women were restrained or just used like if if the women refused they were beaten or they were abused so these women were forced so initially the 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 story about the comfort women started when you know they they they, they initially um were using prostitutes who volunteered themselves for the soldiers as some form of you know sexual relief and then over time because of the size the size of the the military grew so much there were not enough prostitutes to go around so they started making putting up false adverts you know fake nursing jobs, fake uh, administrative or clerical jobs for women to come and join the army. And then you get there. Imagine, okay, I left my, my house, so uh, I got a nursing job. Or, uh, I got a health-related job. Me as a doctor, so don't imagine I even got a medical job, you know. And then I get there, and then somebody tells me to strip, you know, you know, um, washes, you know, this kind of sudden water bath. And then before I know it, I'm giving fresh guns and before I know it, I'm led into a dinghy room where I'm forced to sleep with up to 100 men a day. I can just like till date, these women still have this, this, this strong post-traumatic stress. And, and this is something that happened almost what? 80 years ago, 70, 70 something years ago. I can, and even you know I, I i can only imagine i can only imagine the 
the crimes against humanity that were com com um, that were committed against women during the World War II by the Japanese army. And you know, it, and the only funny thing, it wasn't only Chinese and Korean women that were you know that were brought into to do these things. There were a lot of um, um, European women, you know, uh, and far-reaching Asia, Singapore, Thailand. And then the Nazi army as, as well also did their own fair share of, you know, um, raping Polish women during the Nazi German, you know, war. I on when I was in my little bit of research, I I actually didn't come across much. You know, there's not much history or much written down online, not much written down resource about, you know, his rape history in in Nigeria. But come to think of it, there's a culture in, in Nigeria where people share wives with their visitors. So I would say that that's a form of rape. The fact that a man, another man comes to visit you in your house and you pass on your wife to go and you know service the man for the night i mean that alone is that's rape as rape in imbibed and ingrained into the culture into society and it has now been made acceptable and then you know there's just there's just so much like you can go on and on and on about rape but there's something that is very peculiar about the way you see and um, people responses on social media about you know rape and rapists there's a lot of um there are a lot of the how they call them so-called rape apologists whereby the the victim or i say the survivor is the one that is made to feel some form of guilt or feel like she or, or he was responsible for being raped because uh, or the the maybe something like oh i didn't dress good enough or i didn't i didn't i didn't cover up well enough but what about the three month old baby in diapers what about that about the two-year-old toddler eh? what about what about those kids what about the 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 old woman don't forget old women are not left out there are a lot of carers out there that actually do rape the, the people that they are in charge of to take care of and rape old elderly women that have some form of dementia or alzheimer's or that they they, are, they need some form of assisted living and then you have you know carers abusing them that's not that's that's the other side of the spectrum you know and uh i'm just going to quote a study before i move on to what i want to talk about the study was done by david lysak a an american clinical psychologist 2002 and talked about it just said that the difference what he noticed between convicted rapists or you know there's a group called undetected rapists they are rapists they are even rapists in their mind they've committed rape in their head some of them may not have actually carried it out some of them may have so we call them the undetected rapists the convicted rapists and then the non-rapists 
okay and he noticed that the a major there was a major you know psychological shift amongst these people that were undetected and convicted rapists there was this um they they had more anger like they were they were they were angrier members of society and they were more like they had more desire like higher desire to dominate and control whatever sex it may be it might be men against young boys might be women against young girls it might be girls against young boys and um, aunties against young boys or uncles and perverts against or even fathers against daughters or mothers against sons so many crazy scenarios out there that when they say there's nothing new under the sun when it comes to rape there's actually nothing new under the sun when it comes to rape because if you name a scenario there's probably one sequel out there that has there's probably a scenario like that i mean it'll be undocumented but it probably would have happened and then these people are also more impulsive they are disinhibited so basically they are animals because if you say somebody is on as is impulsive and disinhibited that means you lack control what distinguishes human beings from animals is the fact that they are able to withhold control their mind they have a mind they have a brain that allows them to think cognitive thinking to say this is wrong i shouldn't do it and i won't do it because i am in control i have the id <laughs> i'm not just a um there's ego it's not just it is ego as well so it's like these people are like primal and then they're also antisocial people so these are people that they are they, they they have they make no effort to they make no effort to be active members of society so in so and then so they they lash out you know and then there's also a tendency towards hyper masculinity and then they are less empathic that means these people on a normal day if they if if they probably scenarios that would actually touch normal people would make these people would probably not be not not care about it or be unflinching and that's not to say that they are, they are non-rapists without you know empathy because you know um, personality personality um, spectrum is broad but you would tend to see that there are certain personalities and behavior patterns that are associated with rapists and it's general so i said what i said though don't come for me this is this is my own research and what i think and it's now on to talk about porn and rape so you have in recent time I, like porn there's so many scenarios um son forces mom mom forces dad a big some some funny things like um um for um students forces teachers and then people and then or father forces daughter that's a very common one or another one of um stranger comes into my house and um f's my wife while i'm watching like all this all these kind of scenarios they 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 hmm, porn has a way of dressing it up that it excites the excites you know it makes it exciting and scintillating for certain people 
but at the same time it's imagine if you know i'm someone that okay maybe i'm a rape apologist or or maybe i have this i have this i have been nursing some form of rape in my head for a while and i'm a young man i'm watching porn oh and i see these things like i feel like these things are actually feeding and pushing it's like what you feed the mind and it's like it's food for the mind like i don't you know people say fill your mind with positive thoughts but what if this rapist actually filling their mind with so much negative thoughts and porn every day and causing them to propagate all these kind of misbehaviors i know the funny thing porn is a growing market in nigeria currently like people are watching creating so many new porn agencies propping up on the you know the dark web now because we are going to talk about it let's not hide mouth inside corner people watch porn okay people watch porn men watch it women watch it for some reason you know men watch it also for their reason women watch it for you know our reasons and you know to each his own but there's something some a certain level of rape that would just be like hmm certain level of porn that just like hmm this is borderline you know and it, it's not it's not like it's even okay let's talk about bdsm you know porn like bdsm bondage but uh, what's that bdsm what does bdsm is like bondage sadism and masochism so like these are actually psychological you know paraphilias things that sexual and perversions that and peculiarities that are a variation or will i say they are abnormal they are a variation of normal to abnormal and that's that is personal preference and then it's when it's now brought to media it kind of makes it look like and it's out there for public consumption very soon you would have you know a widespread propagation now 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 let's even leave porn because you know porn people have to go to a special website and keep it in their you know hidden tab in under password and lock and key so that nobody knows the kinky stuff they're up to fine that's everyone's personal business now let's talk about some new age subtle porn movies that are going on there's this movie that has been calling to my attention um dni 360 or something 365 and then also the um the christian gray um 50 shades now dni 365 i've not watched it i've been told to watch it, but i'm not sure i'm going to enjoy it and then is this uh, and then i've been told that it has you know subtle you know rape and sexual abuse between an intimate partner and you know so a, a little bit of kidnapping and then also with 50 shades of gray too and then people women i'm fun it's funny how women not even the men now women are the ones idolizing that kind of relationship suddenly just because the guy has money he can get away with raping or sexually coercing you rough handling you and you know doing 
doing some kind of you know form of sexual abuse just because he has some money so i think at the end of the day let's just think about it is it that should like should we like should we encourage like so and then this particular dni 360 was like trending on netflix people are like go and watch it it's so interesting women are like whoop 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 for the actor they are hailing him on twitter and it and i'm like hey auntie so if they're offending you like this you will like it because he has money you will debase and degrade yourself just saying you know i don't think it should be allowed for like um for like such movies should enter mainstream you know unless unless it's portrayed in a way that shows that it's not okay to treat women in such in such way you know it has to show that whatever is being done without consent it might be hot you know it might be sexually exciting to some people but it's not what is right you know because very soon now already people you people already talk about professors billionaires that call them that have as that rape their assistants or you know force their students into funny situations so just because those ones are what old pot-bellied men but because he's a middle-aged or young rich guy is suddenly acceptable we need to check our prejudices guys that's the if we are going to call them out let's call it out 100 percent when we see it that is clear now it's not rich hot young guy rape you not say of course it's rich and so some things you you look away you are not allowed to look away because you allow young girls younger girls coming up behind you to think it's okay for them for them to allow for, to allow themselves be taken advantage of by you know men that have some and look at it now wealth is you don't some you don't have to be 50 60 before you accumulate a large amount of wealth you can have you have younger guys now with with, with the internet with the aid of the internet e-market all kinds of opportunities online making huge sums of money so wealth is coming down it's coming down age like coming down the age pipeline essentially like you know and women need to realize their worth like i'm worth something okay and i am not going to allow my body if i do decide to engage in sexual intercourse it's because i want to enjoy it with said person and it's something i like on my own terms not that um i need a new iphone or um my partner is caressing me is telling me you know um i need to do there are some things we need to do or something like it's not it, my partner is not is not i'm not being pressured by my partner or it's not by family and then also finally there's one thing i want to talk about yeah just came to me rape and forced marriages there are a lot of middle-aged women now who are regretting marriages and are leaving their husbands or living in abusive relationships because when they were teenage girls they got impregnated by pervert uncles 
and then their parents forced them into marriages early marriages and they got married and after marriage, the kids you know everything seemed to be covered nobody talked about it again but this woman is in this relationship and she's dying her heart is dying away and she's just devoted herself to raising her children and she's just focused on that so that part of that that wound has not been has not been people we've not has not been exposed to have not talked about it you know and then the issue of war rape i'm now learning look at the Boko Haram guys that they said one time they infiltrated their camp and then they found millions of condoms and then they took girls from from school and then raped all of them and you know many of them came home pregnant apparently it's a culture in uh, war culture according to my research that gang rape gang rape gang rape forms about three like 75 percent or more of war rapes meaning that these soldiers come together as a way of bonding to rape women together during war so it's a way of brotherly buhaha to come together and rape women so these are things that we these are issues that society needs to address talking about girls that are forced into marriages because they made a mistake of getting raped and then they got pregnant and then it's the girl's fault and then she's forced to marry that private uncle and live a miserable life not achieve her dreams so everything all boils down to ladies hmm? you've talked about rape front back center we need to start talking about it more one two everybody needs to get busy get like be productive make some money of your own and then finally we need to talk about sex girls we need to talk about sex we need to talk about f-u-c-k-i-n-g we need to talk about you know the penis entering the vagina the penis entering the mouth the penis entering the anus anyhow you like it or the vagina touching the vagina or penis penis anyhow that rocks your boots yeah we need to talk about this now and when you begin to get comfortable with the conversation you begin to realize that you own your you own your position if i choose to remain a virgin till marriage that's my choice i shouldn't feel pressure i shouldn't feel um especially for guys guys feel a lot of pressure and you know some of them feel uncomfortable it's a kind of direct to 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 be a virgin till to want to remain a virgin till marriage and yeah you are regarded as a spirit coco or like someone that is overtly spiritual or too serious or you know how do we break down all these walls i want them crushed today right now let's do this oh so own your sexual stance speak out girls boys if you feel that there's anyone out there that is coercing you i've talked to my students and you know i still start some stories i hear people pastors that are supposed to youth pastors that are supposed to be protecting these young girls you know doing what they will or what they what they want or what they like it's, it's all it's all everything is just wrong or you know brothers uncles brothers friends aunties please keep your things in your pants the rapist a rapist is a rapist is a rapist for so you guys are rapists you you are horrible people 
and i hope that the lord catches up with all of you but girls let's hold on to our sexual stance if you decide not to please be firm if you feel like there's anybody out there pressuring you or talking about it just that that warif w-a-r-i-f is a foundation in in lagos they're located in Saboyaba beside ozone they they help they help you know victims of rape survivors of rape and even my own personal experience i i, I was not raped but i always got like almost rape ex- experience where you know my brothers went out told his friends that i'm coming back i'm gonna fix my shoe watch my sister and before i started hearing funny funny things from this said friend ah Moyo, you look fine you look this and go and lock the door for me and then i'm like huh lock the door okay thankfully then as a you know i was less than 10 i mobe i was a i was a very forward and perceptive child so i was kind of what's this boy trying to do and then i noticed he was doing some funny things touching his trousers so i i remember running running to the balcony and just staying there and then just shouting and greeting everybody that passed so as to just put some attention on me and then so that he feels like he's been put on the spot so he didn't come out to the balcony and i feel like that's i survived and the thing that that memory i can never forget it i probably take the memory to my grave because i remember how scared i was that i was so scared i was so scared even thinking about it right now brings like brings forth a rush of emotions to me to just think about what could have happened what and there were two two boys two teenage boys you know and i, I was i was and just imagine what about people that actually been raped i i wasn't I was almost like I was literally chased around and I was fortunate enough to run out. What about the ones that that were actually raped? I can only just imagine. I can just only imagine, you know, the mental scarring that has gone that has gone down with those with you know survivors of rape. Because they are not victims, they're survivors. <sighs> So that's my, you know, piece. Today's today's episode is like the longest I've recorded so far. So let's just, food for thought, let's all just think about it. Think about what we want to do today. To try to stop rape in our own little way. Is it educating our daughters better? Our sons, our children better? Is it, you know, going into sitting during your children's class just to be sure or what about that your friend that is always you know coming with blue blue eyes and she's married or the one that's always having toilet infection and all of that or you know this i'm sure they say the statistics is three in four girls three in four girls have been sexually assaulted in nigeria and one in ten boys, according to UNICEF. What does that mean? Put four girls together. Three of them have a story to tell. Something. Something. Is it groping? Is it fingering? Is it something? They have something to say. So that means that 
everybody is just carrying on this carrying this weight and just trying to push it down to the bottom of the putting push it down to the bottom unless like the the deepest bottom part of their brain so try to just push it back repress the thoughts so that then keep on moving on with their lives but then if we've decided to do that if that's our own coping mechanism let's ensure that no other girl has to suffer this ever again okay oh boy thank you very much to come for coming to my ted talk i enjoyed bearing out my mind for 35 minutes 36 now okay enjoy the rest of your week it's dr aisha signing out